Have you been saying whoa when really you actually meant to just say, that's okay, carry on? And have you been maybe confusing your horse because oh, you might be saying one thing, but you mean the other thing, and meanwhile, nothing's really clear at all? Well, I've got exercises for you to ride this week to figure that out. Hey there, my name is Orna Leeson, and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse. And for so many equestrians, those conversations really do all come down to the seat and what they're doing with their seat in the saddle. Because there's a certain point in every equestrian's journey, every rider's journey, where we begin to really understand and take note of how influential our seat can be to our horse and how we actually want to begin refining things so as the seat has a bigger part in the conversation. And, and then once we reach that point, we kind of, oh, we go at it, eh? Like hammer and tongs. I'm going to ride with my seat. And the problem is we tend to then get a little confused. We get confused between the go, the woe, and the carry on, okay? We get confused between asking our horses to move forward, asking our horses to steady up, and just allowing with our seat. And I want to talk today about the confusion that often happens between the woe and the carry on. And that woe and carry on confusion often just shows up as blocking and we actually block the horses with our seat now this is the second part to a two-part series if you have not yet listened to last week's episode i do suggest that you go back there have a little listen and uh, it'll set up this week's episode for you because last week's i went into the whole dynamics of it and, and what is happening and this week i want to talk about specifically exercises that you can begin riding with your horse in order to well not say whoa when you mean to say carry on okay because they are two very different things so the first thing i'm going to suggest is begin working on allowing in the walk okay so a lot can be learned about how much you can influence or how much influence you have over your horse in the walk and it's amazing slight little tweaks and changes to what you're doing can have a huge impact in the horse's walk and that's why for many riders, they can actually negatively impact the horse's walk without ever realizing it because a lot of riders tend to practice all the nuts and bolts of the things in walk, don't we? So we don't actually realize how much we are getting off track with our horse in the walk um, when it maybe is not where we want it to be at all. But what I'm going to suggest you do is take your feet out of your stirrups, okay? And just ask your horse to walk on. And this is, of course, making sure that you have, first of all, um, fixed if you want or corrected or just made sure that your position well that it is what you want it to be and that you are where you want to be okay and um, I speak about this in the previous episode so I'm not going to go into it here but just making sure that you're all you've sorted yourself out you've straightened yourself out so to speak okay and you're good to go in the walk now once you're walking your goal is to simply follow your horse with your seat okay and this can be so hard for so many riders. There's a kind of, riders tend to fall into two camps. It's either that I have to do something and, and they feel the need to continuously insert themselves into the conversation. It's not a conversation if you're the only one doing all the talking, okay? 
has to be two ways in order for it to be a conversation. And then you get the other kind of group of riders who they are just chilling. <laughs> They're relaxing. <laughs> They're not doing anything. <laughs> they take it to the whole other level. It's extreme. And in doing so, they actually block everything and they don't allow the horses to move. Okay. So as you're walking, pay attention to how much ground your horse is covering with each stride, okay? Notice which leg is moving when underneath you. And you'll notice this through your seat bones. So basically, as you're walking with your horse, one seat bone will always be dipped and moving forward, and the other one will always be up and coming back, okay? The one that's dipped and moving forward is the hind leg. That basically correlates with that same hind leg on that same side, and that leg is in the air, and it's moving forward. It's taking a step. The, the seat bone, your seat bone, that's up and moving back is going to be the seat bone that correlates with the same hind leg that's on the ground and your horse's body is moving over it, okay? So it's important to just understand this. And then from there, you can begin playing or experimenting with your tree gears. Now, you've tree gears, you've go, whoa, and neutral. <laughs> really basic. But you do, okay? You can say go, you can say whoa, or you can say carry on, neutral, allow, okay? Allow is the one we want to focus on. Allow is the one that riders don't tend to spend all that much time in and yet it is the one that you should actually be spending most of your time in okay allow is when you're not driving when you drive it's a confusion between go and allow it's where you're saying go all the time you're like go 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 and the horse is like okay where am i going i'm going i'm going and then you're obviously conflicting with your other aid saying no 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 no. and you don't really want to say go all the time but you are you're driving you're hammering it home the point home whatever the point is that you're trying to make you are hammering it you're driving okay we're working on the opposite today we're working on the blocking and this is where you're in whoa when you should be in neutral okay it's like riding with the handbrake on like we said last week okay so we're, we're talking about this specifically driving is different that's go when we want to say allow okay but we're talking about blocking which is whoa when we want to say allow okay so just notice the three gears okay how i find it's often easier to begin playing with this is to think about being on a swing you know a swing like a garden swing like two ropes with a plank or something across the middle that you sit on and you swing and how you can use your body to influence the swing you don't need anybody to push you i'm hoping um on the swing you can get going you can get a good swing going and the same kind of breath you can also then stop the swing if you need to stop it without putting your feet on the ground you could use your body and work against it okay so play with that in the saddle the go and the woe okay and understand that there's a place in the middle neutral neutral is when you are just following you are allowing the horse and following is really the basic neutral you want to then take it to where you're allowing and i feel following is when you're really learning to ride when you're very novice um, and you're you, when you've got a schoolmaster horse okay you follow but allowing comes where you're actually letting the energy flow you're directing it okay but you are not blocking it, okay? But still, you are allowing it to flow. So I do feel following and allowing, yes, they're kind of the same thing, they're the, but one is from a more novice standpoint, one is from when you are a little bit more 
if you want, in tune with the energy, and I'm saying the energy, I mean like the, the forwardness of the horse, okay, that, that, that there's energy there, obviously you know, you understand that, um, so there's forwardness, and that you're actually then beginning to direct that energy, okay, so that's allowing, and that's where you want to get it to, and as I said, most riders are not spending enough time here in neutral, whether they're following or allowing, depending on where they are in their riding, they're not spending enough time there. So I want you to begin playing with that. I want you to begin playing with the gears in walk, okay? What you can do is then from there, notice that there's a balance of aids, okay? Notice that when you use your seat aid, your seat aid is not being, like, it's not standalone. It's not only your seat, there's other aids that you'll use with your seat to get the desired result. And then begin playing with, for example, the pressure, the sequence, the timing, okay? Which aid has a leading role? Which aid has a supporting role? Begin playing with all these so that you can really begin to tap into the power and the influence that your seat can really and truly have over how the ride goes, okay? So I want you to, to play with that in the walk. Okay. From there, you can then begin working in sitting trot. I know for many riders, they're like, sitting trot? <laughs> not my friend, Lorna. <laughs> I'd rather not. And I'm going to tell you that if you struggle with sitting trot, it's because you're blocking the sitting trot. That's why you're struggling with the sitting trot. And that's why I want to mention it here, okay? Sitting trot, when you begin blocking, <laughs> I want you to understand that the energy has to go somewhere. And if you're blocking it and not allowing it through okay so it's through the horse's back if you're not allowing it from the back end to the front end because you're sitting in the middle like a big wedge and that energy cannot flow you're like a gate you're like nope that's it it's blocked here has to go somewhere <laughs> okay <laughs> that's causing your issue in the sitting trot i can tell you now okay so i want you again Take it back to your position. Sort that out first, okay? From there, begin working in a slow and maybe not the greatest quality trot that we could ever ask our horses to work in. But bear with me here, okay? I wanted to go slow and maybe not so forward. That's why I'm saying not the greatest quality trot, okay? But we're not really focusing on the horse just yet. We're focusing on you right now, okay? So from there then letting the horse trot and noticing that when the horse trots it is actually more of a hinge forward and back movement through your seat than it is an up and down I spoke last week how what we say tends to have a huge impact over how we ride. So when we say we're sitting in the saddle, we tend to actually go through all the motions and we sit in that we just collapse our core. We collapse everything down. But when you ride, it should actually feel through your core as though you were standing in the saddle. That's how it should feel, okay? And the same applies when we're doing the sitting trot. We tend to be thought trot, and particularly posting and rising trot, in terms of up and down, up downs, yeah? You, you probably heard it a lot. Think back to your early riding lessons. That tends to seep in subconsciously to what we do, and we then begin thinking of all trot as just in a matter of up downs. But meanwhile, it's actually nothing to do with up down, it's to do with forward and back. And I want you to begin thinking and feeling and noticing how your seat 
is doing a forward and back. There's a hinge. If you could imagine there's a hinge across the line where your belly button is, okay? Really basic. But, and it's swinging. It's allowing it to swing. And because you're carrying yourself, you're standing, not sitting. No, you're not standing in the saddle, but your core is feeling as though you're standing and not sitting. You're allowing that swing to come through there. There's a swingy feeling. Yep, yep, lovely. Okay, once you've got that, then you can be- begin again playing with the whoa, go, or just carry on. That's what I'm looking for, buddy. There we go, okay? And begin noticing then again the impact. Right, from there, you can then start to develop the trot, okay? So this basically means you're going to, you know, I, I said initially the trot doesn't have to be that great. In fact, I, if you struggle with sitting trot, I would say rather go for not such a great trot to make this easier for you. But I want you to understand that as you then begin to put more into the container that is you and your horse, okay? And if you think of the two of you as a container and more being more energy, more suppleness is required, okay? You are going to have to be able to swing or hinge, whatever you want to call it, a little bit more with that seat, okay? And that's going to take time to develop. But in order for you to develop that, you have to begin thinking about carrying yourself and not blocking, okay? So many people learn to sit to sit in the trot initially by collapsing, okay? So they collapse. They, they basically collapse their upper body, ribcage, shoulders, and all that fun stuff, right down into a pile on top of their lower torso. So right down on top of the hips and kind of all that, kind of even their pelvis, all that area. They're kind of, they just collapse the whole thing down. And if if collapsing, when they collapse, they feel that, okay, I don't bounce so much. I can actually, it's like hunkering in. People do that in canter. People hunker down in canter. Same thing, okay? So they tend to collapse everything. I'm going to ask you to, to try something different. I'm going to ask you to rather carry and then allow the movement. Don't try and block the movement. Don't try and sit in the trot. I'm going to sit as though you've like applied strips of super glue to your backside and you're like, I am going to sit today. No, no, let's try and move with the trot, the sitting trot we're talking about. And then noticing that. And then as you begin putting more energy in, noticing where, ooh, hold on, bit of an issue coming up here or, oh, okay, no, 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 I'm back to blocking again. How do you know you're blocking? Well, you'll start bouncing around. Remember, that's why we usually hunker down is to stop the bounce. Notice it. And then notice that there is work then that needs to be done on yourself in order to stop the blocking. And very often that work can be done out of the saddle. You need to be a little bit more supple, okay? Loosey-goosey, supple up buttercup, okay? Right, I said two exercises, but I do want to just quickly highlight and kind of spotlight a third one that you can use. So if I'm in the arena with riders, I'll often say, okay, just pick up counter there and let me kind of see what's going on. And you get these, you get all the shoulder movements, hey? It's like (laughs) the shoulders are just, whoa, they're doing their thing and they shouldn't be, okay? The shoulders are moving again. What I was saying there with the the inability to ride the sitting trot and particularly the bounce of the sitting trot, okay? The shoulder movement in the canter comes from the same thing. It's because the energy is being blocked and it has to go somewhere. So 
the funky 1980s dance move shoulders come out, okay, to play, and they're moving away. I want you to rather, again, take what I've just said about the trot, apply that to the canter, and begin thinking about how by you carrying yourself through your shoulders, okay, so you're carrying yourself, you're engaging your core, you're carrying yourself, you are then allowing your seat the lower part of your, your torso, if you want, the lower part of your body, to swing and to actually move with the horse. And again, you have to learn to follow before you can then begin to allow. They're the same thing. It's just one is basically having more influence over the energy, okay? But it is important to follow before you allow. But from there, you'll begin noticing, oh, okay, I've stopped driving. I would also say that you could video yourself doing this because often we don't think we're moving, and yet, meanwhile, <laughs> we are. Okay, so just video yourself. And I would also then from there say video yourself for a little bit longer than what you would normally canter. So a lot of people, will, they'll, they'll take a video and they'll, they'll canter maybe 10 or 15 strides. I'm going to say canter like a couple of circles, okay? And I'm only saying a circle here. You can go around the arena. You can do what you want, okay? But for a little bit more of a prolonged, and obviously not for like hours and hours, okay? But a little bit more of a prolonged period. And what you might notice is that as your body becomes tired, it becomes easier to start blocking. And this is why what often happens with riders and their horses is that it can start out feeling pretty okay and then you end up the tension. And in the canter particularly, it really comes down to the relaxation, the tension levels. You'll see that they either become excessive or they're just inadequate. They can't maintain, okay? So I want you to just consider that as you're riding with your horse. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. That is an awful lot for one episode. Three different things you can do this week, working with your horse to figure out if you are blocking, okay? And remember, blocking is where you want to say, carry on, carry on, let's go. You're doing great. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. That's what I'm looking for. But instead, you're saying, whoa, whoa, Tonto, whoa, 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 okay? And you don't mean to say whoa, okay? That is blocking, as opposed to driving, which is you're saying go instead of carry on. Go and carry on are different, okay? So just notice that as well. We're talking about blocking specifically, but you can use those three exercises to begin playing with that and seeing how it is for you and your horse and then begin making slight changes. And I would say slight changes is important, little tweaks in order to really figure out what's working and what's not for you and your horse. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have an absolutely great week. Um, if you are looking to maybe begin working on this a little bit more over the coming weeks and months, we are going to be diving into all things Half Halt um, over the coming few months inside of Connection, which is my online membership for equestrians. I would love to have you in there. You can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. Okay, have a great one. Keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Thank you.